Teachers across the country are feeling frustrated. In a 2022 Gallup poll, 52% of K-12 teachers reported feeling burned out often or all of the time. That same poll reported that educators were the most burned out group of workers in America. Long hours, heavy workloads, insufficient wages, a lack of respect, and recently, ongoing culture wars have all contributed to the nation's great teacher resignation. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, from 2020 to 2022, 300,000 public school teachers and related staff left education. Many feel overworked and underpaid. Like most residents of the Santa Barbara area, local teachers are no stranger to the high cost of living. In fact, the Economic Research Institute says that the cost of living in Santa Barbara is 65% more expensive than the national average. Salary raises are therefore a key demand for the Santa Barbara Teachers Association, or SBTA. They're in the midst of negotiating their contract with the Santa Barbara Unified School District, or the SBUSD, which includes over 20 schools across Santa Barbara and Goleta. I spoke to SBTA President Osby Galindo to learn more about the importance of a teachers' union in Santa Barbara and how supporting teachers means supporting students, too. Hi, I'm Osby Galindo, SBTA President. It's actually so nice to be here. I actually graduated from UCSB back in 2000, um, and I've never been in this radio station. So it's a treat for me. Wow, well, we're very happy to have you back here. And how did you get into teaching? I was reading online, you're a math teacher, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a math, I st- actually started out in the Fresno area for two years. Then I came over here uh, and I taught math at La Cumbre Junior High for 19 years. Wow. Uh, how did I become a, a, a teacher? That's an interesting question. Actually, my first year here at UCSB, Uh, During winter break, I went back to visit my family. Um, Mm -hmm. I decided to go to um, my old high school. Uh, I used their track um, to do some exercise, and they had their goals out. So, you know, I also practiced a little bit of soccer. I wasn't expecting to find anybody there because it's winter break, right? And one of my teachers actually came out and asked me a question. You know, he asked the question. You know, we're saying hello, but he asked the question. He said, hey, Osby, so how's university life? And I actually answered honestly. And I said, I really feel that you guys didn't prepare us for this challenge. Then what he said really, um, it bothered me. He goes, well, had we challenged you, none of you would be at a four-year university. That instant, that moment, that's when I decided we have to have people who believe in their students and are going to challenge them and push them and make sure that um, they can be successful and and flourish and uh, make sure that they're prepared for whatever stage, next stage in their life they're going to be facing, that they're ready for that. Yeah, we need more teachers like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I now want to ask, how did you first become involved with the SBTA, the Santa Barbara Teachers Association? So nearly six years ago, um, the bargaining chair and the president of SBTA, they came into my room and, and I'm like, what's going on? I didn't know what was going on. And I've been a member of the union since I first got here, um, but I did use their services. You know, okay. I used their services. Um, I knew that I had, you know, I, I was investing in this. This is something that's important and something came up and I used their services. That's when I think that first introduction happened mm-hmm. where the people met me. They said, well, we'd like to know if you'd be like to be part of the bargaining team. And I said, can I think about it? And, you know, uh, but that was my start. You know, could you talk a little bit about the need for the SBTA, the need for a teacher's union in Santa Barbara, especially? 
Oh, well, we need unions really uh, just to protect anybody's working rights um, and human rights, to be honest with you. So unions are very important, specifically here in Santa Barbara. Um, we definitely need a union that steps up and uh, fights for teachers. Let me just give you an example why and how things have changed. When I first arrived here in um, as a student, let me start, start as a student in 1996 here in Goleta, homes were under a half a million dollars. That's that's what you could do back in 1996. Um, and then when I did move away after graduating from here with my uh, with my credential for teaching, I did move to the Fresno area. And when I came back, I could support my family on a single income. And I was renting a three bedroom house. And now today, there's no way in the world that I can do that. Uh, so I'm so fortunate. I have a, a wonderful uh, partner, life partner, uh, that together we make it work here. So when you ask, why is it so important to have a union? Um, we have so many teachers that are struggling right now. Um, people really have to make a decision. Uh, uh, what bill are they going to pay? Um, are they, what's more important? Is food more important? So they're, they're making those critical life decisions. Um, I just heard somebody say that, you know, uh, a teacher, an elementary teacher say, you know, I, one, you're, one of your students here in this district plays soccer for you and I can't buy meat for them. So when we hear stories like that, it just it highlights the importance of a union. We've lost over 200 educators over the past two years. This can happen because it really does, at the end of the day, affects the students of this district. Let me tell you why. When teachers leave a hundred at a time, that's what's been happening over the last two years, those teachers take with them institutional knowledge, um, school culture knowledge. Um, me, myself, uh, right before I took this position, I was actually starting to see the second generation of the same family come into my classroom. So not, not only did I, did I know that student last year, their, their mom or their dad was in my classroom. So all that that's richness. All that richness just goes with teachers when they leave. So we're trying to make sure that we can sustain and retain teachers here so that when they do become well-trained here, when they understand the culture of the city, of the school, of our community, that we keep all that knowledge here for the benefit of our students. How does the experience of being a teacher here with the SBUSD compared to teachers in other districts and beyond? Well, you know, it's it's sometimes it's heartbreaking just to have a district that's in the in Galita. They pay their um, employees a lot more than we do. They uh, their top salary is a, about one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars a year. We're right now at about one hundred and six. When you also talk about Oxnard, right? Oxnard also they're uh, they're also above one hundred twenty thousand when you peak. Um, but the cost of living over there is so much less. And that's what we're struggling with here, right? So, so a lot of our teachers get attracted elsewhere where they can actually go and start a family and buy a home. Um, same thing goes for Santa Maria. They pay so much better and the cost of living is cheaper over there. So, of course, you know, people are going to go not only to neighboring districts, but people have left the state as well. Right, right. Um, so tell me more about the SBTA's demands in general. We'll get to like the recent bargaining meeting, but um, mm. what sort of things are you guys fighting for right now? Well, I can tell you the things that we've proposed recently. We've proposed a salary increase. Uh, we've 
proposed um, to maintain class sizes small. Uh, we want better health benefits. Um, we've also done a lot of other things for especially, uh, especially for high need um, positions that are hard to fill, like in special ed, they need extra days to prep and be able to provide all the legal rights that students are entitled to. So we are getting them extra days of work because they need those to prepare. Uh, also, um, psychologists, um, they have a, a work year that's very long, so we're shortening that, but maintaining, trying to maintain their salary at the same rate so that it's competitive relative to other neighboring uh, districts. But at the end of the day, you know, our, we really want to make sure that teachers can afford to stay where they, uh, where they work because students deserve that. I mean, those are just to give you an idea of the things that we're doing. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have students at mind for anything that we are proposing or doing for not only SBTA, but for our students in our, in our schools. And tell us more about these ongoing contract negotiations, which are for 2024 to 2027, right? Oh, yes. So right now we are actually, we're negotiating the entire contract. So anything that's in the contract, we can reword if, if or also get rid of things that maybe legally don't stand anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are negotiating, ev- we can't open any article that's in the contract currently right now. I see, I see. What has the experience been like so far negotiating with the school district? Oh my goodness, I can... It, it's been, there's a stark difference now. Um, like I said, um, I bargained for six years. Most of those years, especially the more, more recent ones, when we were going in there, all we would hear is no, no. Um, excuses that really didn't make sense for why they couldn't work with us. Uh, it was a really big struggle. There's been a huge change in the dynamic now. Our teachers are really motivated right now. Uh, we come out in hundreds to fill the streets, line the streets at the um, at the school district. But in the last three school board meetings, we filled not only the main school um, school board room, but the adjacent room. And if you come in and you observe, you're going to see that there's teachers surrounding the entire building. Uh, so people are very motivated. So there's a huge difference now to... Um, but not only that, but we have community support. Parents are writing letters to the board. Um, if you've noticed not only parent support but students are walking out of school um so right now the community is really giving teachers a lot of support that's really making a huge impact at the bargaining table instead of us hearing no automatically they actually brought a proposal themselves that's very different than especially when it's when there's money attached to it that's very different Uh, when we propose a salary increase we didn't just hear no they're trying harder now because of all the, whether it's, you know, the teacher pressure, parent pressure, student pressure, political pressure that they're feeling, they actually come with um, counter proposals that, that aren't close to 2%. That's generally what we would get, 2%. Um, because uh, due to the uh, teacher's activism last school year, even though we had already um, bargained for a 2% race for this current school year, the district saw the need or at least met us and gave us an additional 2%. That, um, that's one of the biggest raises we've had in a long time for, but teachers had to fight for that. Um, w- when we talk about neighboring districts, the financial landscape changed a lot with COVID, right? Inflation hit us all of a sudden, and other school districts 
they talked to unions on their own and said, we're willing to give you a raise so that you could come up to at least what the cost of living adjustment was. Our district didn't do the same. So that really made it very clear to teachers that we had to step up. We had to mobilize and do something very different than we were doing before. I want to talk now about the recent um, bargaining meeting on December 12th. What can you tell us about that meeting and its outcome, perhaps starting with the salary raise proposal you mentioned earlier? Uh, most definitely. Let's start, actually, let's, let's back up a little bit. Our initial proposal for sal- and a salary increase was 20%. We asked for 20%. The district countered with something that was very misleading. They made the, the public feel like they were giving us a 19% raise. Uh, and let me explain. They actually proposed an actual 8% raise the first year for teachers and the second year a 4% raise. Clearly, 8 plus 4 does not equal 19. What the district was saying or misled the public with is they did, um, they were going to go ahead and reduce class size. And that's something that we asked for. And they said that was a teacher raise. We do recognize that smaller class sizes really does benefit students because they get more individualized time with their teachers. But that's not a raise. And that doesn't help teachers stay in this city. They also came in with a proposal for health benefits. And again, despite that helping families, that's not a raise. So they misled the public, making it seem like they were going to give us a 19% because they were, they were including class size plus health benefits as part of a raise, but that wasn't it at all. We countered on, on December 12th. Our counter to that proposal was um, a 15% increase for the upcoming school year. That's the 24-25. And then for the 25-26 school year, we asked for an 8% raise. And unfortunately, the district did not give us a counter proposal until we left the table. They sent something electronically, um, which didn't give us the opportunity to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to use th- our break. Our, we're going to give up part of our break to look at financials and be ready to have a counter proposal to um, bring to the table. I was reading that the district was talking about the district reserves, right? Um, Saying that based on the SBTA's proposed salary increases, giving that raise to all employees would um, leave district reserves at 0.35% and SBUSD wants to maintain that at 10% at least. Um, But the district says that their proposal, starting at the 9% for the next year, would have all employees leaving reserves at 8.6%. So what does the SBTA make of this proposed budget from the district? What would be your response to their arguments? So first, um, I definitely want to point out that their reserves have been increasing over the past three years. That means that the district has not been using today's tax dollars for today's students. That's a problem. And that's been happening for the past three years. Not only have their reserves been increasing over the last three years, but the way they've been spending money has increased radically. In areas where they at one year were spending maybe $20 million, now they're spending $27 million. Um, That's money that could also be budgeted in a different way. Uh, We also see that in the way they travel conferences. They've been spending over a million dollars that they didn't spend before. So we definitely see that 
they have to prioritize differently. They have to prioritize first in the classroom and classroom teachers and educators. Then they can start doing some of the other stuff, um, spending money in other areas. But we do definitely see a lot of places where they can make improvements in, in how they budget money. Right. And I remember there was something back in October where Newshawk was saying that the district underspent, right, on teacher salaries. Uh, it was supposed to be like a minimum of 55%, but they only spent 51.8 or something like that. For context, in late October, it was reported that the Santa Barbara Unified School District would be seeking a waiver from the state after spending under the minimum on teacher salaries. As the Santa Barbara Independent explains, all California Unified School Districts, including the SBUSD, have to spend at least 55% of its annual budget on teacher salaries. However, in 2022 to 2023, SBUSD spent 51.82% on paying teachers. This 3.18% difference is equivalent to $6.7 million. The district says that COVID-19-related costs like air filters and PPE tip the ratios that normally allotted the 55% minimum, and that this minimum did not account for the additional 4% increase they've been paying to teachers. In response, the SBTA emphasized that 55% is the minimum required by the state. They also contend that the 3.18% difference meant $6.7 million could have been spent on teachers, but were not. And what that translates to, though, in money is $6.7 million that they did not spend in the classroom or on classroom teachers. And to add insult to injury, they're asking for a waiver from the county, Mm -hmm. which then will be passed on to the state. When teachers are underpaid, like the way we are here in Santa Barbara and Goleta, and we find out that they could have spent a lot more on us to help retain and attract teachers here, we definitely see that their priorities need to change. I want to now talk about the tentative agreements that were reached during this meeting regarding um, the medical benefits as well as classroom size, if you want to comment on those two issues. Bargaining is definitely is incremental, and we saw that we, we improved our health benefits the contributions that the district was going to make versus what teachers were going to make. And to be honest with you, from going from no to actually the, we actually have a proposal in front of us that benefits teachers, we did not want to turn that away. So we kept that proposal. Uh, For classroom size, we definitely want to make sure that students have more individualized time with their teachers. And so, yes, we definitely wanted to make sure that we maintain the current class size we have right now. Um, but definitely that is not a raise. And I just wanted the public to know that. On a personal note, what would your response be to people who are arguing? Why don't you just quit? Why don't you get another job? Why don't you move somewhere cheaper? In other words, what motivates you to keep fighting and keep pursuing the benefits that um, teachers are asking for? When people take on this job of being a teacher, it's really a passion. We're individuals that we wear our heart on our sleeve and we want to help. Like I started this uh, when you asked me, how did you become a mm-hmm. teacher? Well, I saw that somebody didn't believe in students, so I decided to step in. I saw that there was a need. It's the same for a lot of our educators. But when you say, why don't they leave? There's a lot of people who have invested so much time here that there's community that they've built within their school. It's hard to let that go for some people. 
So it's it's really important for there to be an entity like SBTA that makes sure that if people have have a passion for teaching students, they've built a community, they understand a culture, that they have the, the funds necessary so that they can continue being a part of that community and helping the students that are part of that community. And your next bargaining day is on January 11th, 2024. How are you and the SBTA feeling about that meeting and about the future in general? Right now, there is so much motivation and within our our organization, people really do believe that we are a completely different organization now. People see it, the teachers believe it. And so there's a lot of energy right now. Teachers wanna make sure that they get what they deserve because we have, as educators, every single day give more than 100%. I mean, when we talk, we are in an action right now, which is work to contract. That brings to light all the extra things teachers do for students and families. For context, recently on November 16th, local teachers protested by doing the quote-unquote bare minimum required in their contracts. As NewsHawk reports, this meant no more before and after school hours, no more letters of recommendation, and no more weekends spent preparing lessons. And when we, when we decided just to work to contract, students noticed the difference, and that's why they're walking, right? So the future for our organization and for teachers, it, it looks promising, but there's still more work to do. Um, we hope that the district comes with a proposal that can really allow teachers to focus back on what they really need to focus, which is in the classroom and their students. But until that happens, teachers are gonna continue fighting for what they feel they deserve and rightfully do deserve. Definitely my final thoughts is I just want to give a lot of appreciation to our students. They see what teachers do for them and they're show, they've shown up for teachers. Um, I'm so proud that they're learning to use their voice, some for the first time, um, and I hope that they continue to evoke social change if they see any kind of discrimination, um, or social injustice that they speak against it. I think that that's what they're seeing now and they're doing it. I really want to thank um, all the parents out there. Many parents are writing letters on our behalf to the board and the superintendent. Um, I really want to appreciate all that support that they've given us. The only reason that we have made the progress here is because of the support that we've been getting from the community. Uh, but really, definitely, I want to thank all the teachers uh, and our members of SBTA, our educators, because they have also, they've changed and their energy is also making a huge difference in this movement. You can learn more about the SBTA at their website, mysbta.org. That's mysbta.org. When asked for comment, the SBUSD directed me to their website, which posts updates on contract negotiations at sbunified.org. That's sbunified.org. The SBTA also posts similar updates on their website. Thank you for listening. With KCSB News, I'm Joyce Chi.